We are back and better than ever here to review episode 905, Auto Response. Very clever title there. A very nice pun. Very proud of Phil Lawler. Phil Lawler wrote this episode. So here's the interesting thing is that in this episode, there's Buck, Jules, and Jillian, all of which, if Phil Lawler has ever written for them before, it's been very briefly. Actually, I can think of Buck and Jules are in Legacy. I don't know that I can think of another example where he's written for these characters, and certainly not Jillian, and it's something I've heard him talk about before on podcasts, is that a lot of times writers will write only for characters that they're comfortable with, but he encourages people to step outside their comfort zone and write for different characters than maybe are their favorites or that they're used to writing for, and it's nice to see him practicing what he preaches here. I, th I think he does a good job, a great job. This is a good episode. Maybe not one of my favorites, but it's a good episode. Right off, I noticed that the music is very different. In fact, I was operating under the assumption for the entire episode that Tyler Michael Smith, who's written a few scores for a few other episodes, I was under the impression that he had written this because it sounded kind of like the style that I've heard him use in other episodes, but no, it's just John Campbell using a different style. So kudos to him. He can write in so many different styles. It's really amazing. And this will be kind of a brief overview of the episode. It's not going to be necessarily a super in-depth. This is an episode from... A reasonably long time ago so I'm not gonna go too much in depth and I don't have any necessarily earth-shattering thoughts but one thing I noticed right off the bat is it kind of an odd thing Katie Lee as Connie seems to oscillate from having a cold to not having one kind of randomly she doesn't even you don't hear it in her voice until it's mentioned in the script and then she'll just on and off suddenly have one and suddenly not have one the running joke about leaving keys in the car that is very apt and brought back in a great way at the end the drugged Connie scene is also very humorous. I'm sure Katie Lee is just having her a time with this whole episode. She gets a lot of opportunities for comedy. It's always nice to see that side of Connie. Next in the episode, we move on to Eugene, who is very much acting out. It's a bit hard for me to take him seriously, honestly. Will Ryan is playing him up a lot. And when Pullhouse like, goes as far as to threaten him a little bit, that whole thing seemed a little bit odd to me, but it is what it is. It doesn't take away from the story. Next is Jillian, who I believe this is the first and so far only time Phil Lawler has written for Jillian. And what struck me about this part of the story is that the mystery could have been solved here. It didn't necessarily have to go any further. Everything up to this point would have been the same. And then it just turned out that, oh, the car is still at J&J Antiques. Jillian just left it there and forgot. But no, we, we keep on going. Even the way that Jules, we find out later, strands the car, that could have been the solution. It could have just been on the side of the road and everything up to that point would have been the same which makes it all the more surprising when Buck turns out to have actually stolen the car, and this seems out of character. Totally a surprise, but not necessarily in a, oh, I never thought of that, but that makes sense. It To me, it does not really make sense. I get the motivation for Buck to a certain extent. It does make sense, except for he's been living with Eugene and Katrina for six years, as far as the listener is concerned, and it just seems that we should be past this. We've had not necessarily this kind of thing before, but similar where he's questioning his place and stuff. And it just seems like, you know, he comes back in album 58. This this is album 70. That's less than 150 episodes apart. So if they were doing more per year, that time period would still be long, but it would be less than it is now. 
Obviously, I just want more Odyssey content, but I really think they should start coming out with more episodes a year. They have a lot of writers now. It could be a budget thing. Who knows? Who knows what all goes into their decisions as far as the number of episodes a year, but that is definitely something I am lobbying for. More episodes per year. I think 36 would be perfect. I, I'd love like 72 or something, but reasonably 36 episodes a year, I think would be great. And so just kind of as final thoughts about everything, it's great to finally see Pole House get past his enmity, his adversarial relationship with Buck. We're seeing some really big character development from him and we find out more about his backstory. This was just a great overall Pole House episode. And it leaves me wanting more. He's only been, I can only think of one other episode where Poolhouse is really the main character. And it's actually pretty similar to this one, The Toy, also written by Phil Lawler. Both this one and that episode serve to humanize him, to make him more of a well-rounded character. And really adds to who he is. I'm really wanting a mystery or action-adventure episode where he is the main character. Now we've had him as one of the main characters in, for example, The Green Ring Conspiracy or even in 28 Hours more recently. But I'm talking about I want an episode, maybe a two or three parter where he can have a certifiable in the moment arc in these episodes where he is the main character and we follow him as he goes about, obviously, whatever the story is. But that is something I would really like to see. I think Poolhouse has become almost the new Bernard and I would love to see him fill in that role as kind of more of a main character, not one of the main characters, not one of the central three or four, but a bigger character than even he is right now. Although the whole reason I bring this up is because he does seem to be becoming a pretty main character. So those are my thoughts on this episode. Uh, The more in the past we are, the less I think I have to say, but it's still a good opportunity to bring things up like this about where I want and think Odyssey is going. This episode, as I said before, isn't necessarily one of my favorites, But it is a perfectly good episode, and it's great in some ways. I really like the joke at the end. That was all very good. And so, yeah, awesome job. That's all for now. If you like what you hear, please follow the show. Leave five-star rating and a review if you would. That all helps tremendously. We're doing pretty good already, and I want to thank all of our listeners for helping us get there. And as always, thanks for listening. And remember, the future is bright. (laughs) 